0: Hi, I'm Raval Davis, and welcome to God Is My Agent the podcast. On this episode, we talk to Chronicon founder and talk show host Nitika Chopra. I have Nitika Chopra in the building. Hi, everybody! I'm so happy Hi. to be here. Hi, Nitika! I'm so excited to have you here. It's a pleasure. When I, when God and I were creating this podcast, yes. God told me. Okay. That Nitika has to be on the podcast. I'm so
1: glad he got through to you. He
0: got through (laughs) to me, girl. And I love your story so much because you, you had some obstacles, girl, (laughs) but you did not let them overcome you. You overcame those obstacles. Okay. And so I want to talk about that. I want to start at the beginning before Nitika Chopra, the talk show host the founder of Chronicon, the founder of all these amazing things that you've done. You've done so many things. You've hosted many, many events and and just done fabulous, wonderful things. And you're just a great human, right? But I want to rewind back to little Nitika, 10-year-old Nitika, who was going through a lot. Mm -hmm. You were diagnosed with a disease. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was. Let's yeah. talk about it.
1: Yeah, well before I even dive into that, I have yes. to say I'm so proud of you and I'm so Thank honored you. to be on your show. Thank for you. those of you who don't know, I call V multiple times a month a year, whatever it happens to be, depending on how the year is going. <laughs> and <laughs> I I call her Pastor V mm-hmm. and I'm like, "I need Pastor V on the phone, so could you get her please?" Okay. <laughs> and <then> she <laughs> drops into, "Okay, Lord God, we are going to pray for and everything's going to be okay in your name in Jesus name we pray and I'm just like I was born a Hindu and I believe amen okay he makes me believe so I'm so proud of you I'm so excited to be here yeah it's really an honor and um yeah and so when I was 10 years old I was diagnosed with psoriasis which is an autoimmune condition and it affects people on their skin and Hmm. so I had scaly, itchy, thick, dry patches of skin all over my body. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, It affects them, you know, maybe on their elbow or on their, you know, scalp or just a small area. But for me, it affected me from the tip of my foot to the tip of my head. Yeah. So it was really, um, you know, dictating everything in my life between what I was wearing, what I was eating, if I could go for sleepovers with friends, you know, how I took a shower, like every single moment in my life was dictated by my skin and my health. And then when I was 19, I was diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis. Yeah. So and then my bones started to deform and it was really intense. Um, and that, you know, was really at the worst. I ha- wasn't the worst of it from like 10 to about 27. So it was like 17 years of my life that this was happening. It wasn't like a six month flare up and then, you know, I was good to go. Yeah. Um, but God has always been at the center of my life, and it wasn't because I grew up in a really religious home. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I mentioned briefly, I'm, I was born Hindu. Yeah. And, um, but I just always had a love for God like Mm. an affinity for God Mm -hmm. and it was my parents actually always kind of thought it was a little weird they were like what the (laughs) heck is up with this kid one of the biggest fights I ever got in with my mom was because Mm. I wanted to go to church camp and like she was like you will not be converted to a Christian and like all (laughs) this stuff she was like freaking out (gasps) And I couldn't – somehow I couldn't, like, help her understand. I just wanted to be with God. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, I know God's really nice. And, like, the kids at school are not very nice. Yeah. And I just, like, wanted to be with God. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, God's <laughs> been a huge part of my life since the beginning.
0: I love that. And, and so – okay. So, you went through a lot, though. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. I mean, and, and to be a child and to deal with so much, how do you think you got through it?
1: Yeah. Well – I mean, there's so many different ways that I got through it, for sure. But I think the thing that sticks out for me the most is, you know, when I was 15, about five years into my diagnosis... I was just at like rock bottom mm-hmm. and I, you know, was getting bullied at school because my skin looked the way that it did. I was yeah. also the only brown kid. I was living in Ohio at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, I was living in New Jersey actually at the time. But even still, now it's so much more diverse. It was not diverse back then. I was like yeah. one of three kids that were brown or black in my school yeah. in my grade. And so I was bullied a lot and I was not good at school. Um, I couldn't concentrate just thinking of all the things I was going through physically made it really hard but then adding in the fact I'm not great at math like that's not the way I learn Mm -hmm. I don't learn in a linear way yeah um and I'm Indian in case anybody was wondering (laughs) so this is like not okay like everything in my life yeah my body and my experience at school which school is everything when you're a kid that's where you go for everything yep was showing me and reflecting back at me, you are not okay. Yeah. You are not supposed to be this way. You're not okay. There's something wrong with you.
0: Yeah. yeah. So at
1: 15, I had this experience where um, I came home from school one day, and I, fail, I had failed a test. Like that w- It was a regular occurrence for me. I was failing lots of tests and mm-hmm. couldn't grasp. And I went into the bottom of my closet. It was a small closet. Um, but I went into my closet, and I shut the door, and I sat on the floor, and I started praying to God. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was like, God, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't think I belong here. Everything around me is showing me, like, I'm not good at anything that people are telling me I'm supposed to be good at. And, yeah. I'm, you know, I don't have a lot of friends, all these things. And the message I got back mm. was, this is not about you. Mm. And I, I do, I get chills every time I say that out loud because... It was so clear Mm -hmm. that that wasn't from me, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I was still pretty young. I don't think I had ever had such a clear cut message like that. I'd always been very intuitive and gotten light nudges here and there, you know, but this was like I could hear it Mm. and it woke me up. Yeah. It woke me up and it I didn't understand it again because I was so young. Yeah. But I knew it was true. Yeah. You know those moments where it's like you don't have to understand the full picture, but it just wakes you up enough to be like, "Okay, God, I know this is true. Yeah. I don't exactly know what you mean right now, and I don't know how it's supposed to play out, but I'm going to listen to you."
0: Yeah. And
1: that's really what happened, and I kind of from there every time like when a few years later I got psoriatic arthritis or when I was going through I got divorced at a young age and when I was going through all these things and I really felt like God I can't do this anymore this is too much I'm in too much pain I would go back to that that was my prayer that was my you know mantra that was you know my anchor that was just everything for me this is
0: not about you it's not about you that is so powerful it's so powerful. Um, I feel that way also. Um, and I think that applies to so much, right? So whether it is, you know, a sacrifice that you're going through, whether it's an illness that you're going through, even your gifts, right? Your gifts, I believe, are not about you. Like, I think, um, and especially in the field that we work in, right? being on camera, being talent. So many people think like, oh, I'm talent. This is all about me. Look at me, look at me, look at me, right? But no, it's like you've been given a talent, right? You've been given this amazing personality or this ability to connect with people uh, through a TV screen or whatever Mm -hmm. for a purpose, Mm -hmm. right? And it's a purpose bigger than you. It's a purpose because there's some little girls, whether she be Indian or white or black or whatever, Mm -hmm. right, may have your same condition. Mm -hmm. And she thinks she can't do what's in her heart, Mm -hmm. but she can. Yeah. And she'll hear this podcast or she'll see your story somewhere and know, oh, my gosh, there's Nitika Chopra on television. She's a television host. She created Chronicon and she'll know that, you know, she can do it, right?
1: absolutely and I think that's really to me what life is about you know how do we make this not about ourselves yeah which is so hard sometimes <laughs> okay I'm an Aries okay let's be real my mm-hmm. whole zodiac sign whether you believe in it or not is like all about this is all about me all the time yes but and, and especially I know your mom is an Aries so you my get mom it is an Aries I know we love her Aries, Aries yeah. friends yes yes and But that is when I think life becomes interesting and life becomes like it's giving you so much, you Mm -hmm, know, when mm -hmm. you start to say, "Okay, great. I have this talent, you know, like I realized early on I had a talent for performing whatever performance Mm -hmm. that was, you know. And that can be very confusing mm-hmm. to think that this is not about you mm-hmm. when you are the one performing. Right. You're the one in front of the screen. You're, you're getting like
0: the applause. Exactly. People are saying, you're amazing. You're so wonderful, you know?
1: Yeah, and even the experience of auditioning, you know, it's yes. like either you're being rejected or you're being praised. Yes. Right? So it's like when you get the role, you're just like, well, because I'm amazing. Like right. I, like, of course this is about me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and, I got and the juice. Yeah. And there's a truth to that a little bit, like yeah. honor how much you're bringing to the table. Honor how you know hard you're working. Honor how much that, you know, how Oprah says like luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Amen right? Amen to Oprah. Right. Oprah. I mean, yes. Amen to everything she amen. says. Amen. <laughs> just amen. So OK. So yes, honor that. Don't yeah. diminish your light. Right. Because that's still your light. But there is this fine line about mm-hmm. saying, "Well, thank you, God, for giving me the gift of, you know, being able to be on camera so that I can reach so many more people, mm-hmm. and I can tell you about things that might really help you today, mm-hmm. you know, or be on this podcast and and do that." So, it is. It's this really fine line, but I think that's where the real work is. I think that's where it gets really exciting. Yes. I think. That's where it feels more nourishing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just, I love the idea of there being like some little Indian girl Mm -hmm. that's looking at Nitika Chopra on TV.
1: Oh, I mean, I hope so. That would be so sweet. Oh, it's not a hope. It's it's happened. (laughs) I'm (laughs) sure. I mean, there's so many people on Instagram. You know, Instagram has become this like amazing hub of connecting and, you know, following people that inspire you. There are a lot of, Indian women and girls that follow me on Instagram. Yeah. And it's always just so humbling whenever anyone writes me and says that they follow me or that like I make them feel better in some way. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes I'm just like, really? I'm just trying to like, you know, show them that I'm going out with a friend or yeah. I'm like, you know, working hard on this thing. I'm just being myself. But that's the thing that's so special about this day and age that we can just be ourselves yeah. and the more we stay true to that, you know, the more it actually helps people, yeah. which is really a powerful thing.
0: It really is. Mm-hmm. And I think what's so great too about your story is that your story, what happened, I don't want to say what happened to you, mm-hmm. kind of what happened for you, yeah. right? It may have been a sacrifice. It may have been, had some painful moments, right? But what happened in your life led you to the point where you are now you know to be this you know talent (laughs) this huge talent that you are so let's fast forward a little bit right um and let's talk about you know you're you you were in high school in new jersey and then in Mm -hmm. ohio and you're in college you know having this tough time and then you're in new york Mm -hmm. right and you're you're a working girl, right? You are a working girl in this, and she was a real estate agent, correct? Yeah.
1: I was well after I graduated college. Um, I actually really wanted to be an actor. I'm not mm-hmm. a good actor, so I decided. <laughs> I don't to believe let, that. No, it's true. Don't I just need it. to be myself at all times. That's really what I learned in the process. But I did take, you know, acting classes. Yes. And I have been singing since I was a kid. Yes. So like I loved to sing. So I kind of thought you know, maybe something along those lines or whatever. I really wanted to perform. That yeah. was like what I really wanted. Yeah. Um. And so I started um doing real estate, you know. Fr- I think this was probably about when I was 26, 27. There was a few things that happened before that, but it was, you know – I was really sick and unable to walk. And then when yeah. I was when I got better, mm-hmm. I could finally get my own job. I took, you know, acting classes and all this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. And I was working in real estate. I was working in real estate full time. And the whole point was I'm going to work in real estate so that I can go on auditions. Yes. You know, whenever I need to, which kind of happened. But um, things transformed and you know, transpired differently than I thought they would after that.
0: Well, y- all this time you had a dream, right? <laughs> I did. What was your dream, Nitika?
1: I did. Well, I it didn't make any sense um but I mean now it does, but at the time it didn't make any sense, which I think is important to call out because mm-hmm. if you're sitting there with the dream and you're like, how in Jesus name how can am this I gonna, happen, right? is this how gonna can happen? Right? How can I make this happen? Let me tell you, it will. Um right. if you work hard at it. But my dream was always to be a talk show host.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: not to be so cliché about Oprah, but I did. I, I used to watch her like millions of other people and there was just something really special about um, her just taking all of the wisdom that she had and all the things mm-hmm. she had been through mm-hmm. and marrying that with, like, the performance aspect because you have to be on, obviously, while yes. you're on camera. Mm-hmm. And just so many different things that really felt like, oh, that's I, – I resonate with that. You know, yeah. like, I feel like I would really enjoy that. And um, – But, you know, I had no experience. Right. I had no experience. (laughs) I had no money. I had just gotten divorced. I had just started walking properly. I had nothing on my resume except for, like, high school plays that I had done. And I wasn't even the lead in those plays, let's be clear. Okay. And (laughs) so, like, you know, I was back in the chorus. And I was just, I mean, I I sounded delusional is what I will say at the Mm, time. You mm -hmm. know, people were like, I'm sorry, what? Right. Like you want to be a talk show host, mm-hmm. how the hell do you expect to make that happen? Right. You have nothing to show for the possibility of this happening. Right. You know, and and they weren't wrong. <laughs> they, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong, but oh. God was more right because Amen. yeah, it's true because this wasn't just and I think this is important for people to, you know, tap into when you're when you're going after your own dreams. This wasn't just a dream. It was something I felt deep inside of me that when I spend time connecting to God and Mm -hmm. when I spend time getting quiet and I spend time getting honest about what I wanted and about my life, it felt like the healthiest, strongest, most powerful next step. Mm. you know what I mean, yeah. which is to me so much more than a dream. Yes. This is like taking all of what I am and I'm going to honor what God has given me mm-hmm. by channeling it into this one thing.
0: Yes. And that's important. I think so. Yeah. That's a, a, an important differentiation, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of us may have some far out dream and it's nothing wrong with having the far mm-hmm. out dream, Right. But it's also spending the time with God, spending the time with yourself, really understanding what are the gifts that God has put on the inside of me? What are the true desires of my heart? Am I doing something or pursuing something because I see so-and-so on television and I want to be like that? Or I see this girl on Instagram and she gets all those likes. I want to do that. Or is it coming from a very honest place? This is something that's been placed on the inside of me and... If I don't get it out, like, I'm not living my my life, right? That's how it feels for me, I know.
1: Absolutely. Would you agree? No, mm-hmm. that's exactly how it feels. And I think that's where, you know, marrying what you bring to the table and what you're meant to serve mm-hmm. others with, I think that's when that really happens. And sometimes I'll I'll talk to people about, you know, where they're at with their lives or how they want to achieve their dreams, and I'll notice they're kind of on the hamster wheel a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just – they're so desperate to figure it out, which I understand. Figure something out. Figure something Anything. out. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. And I understand that because I felt that a lot yes. of times. Yes. It's not that I didn't feel me that. Me too.
0: Yes. I've had a lot of careers.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we can get into that. Um, <laughs> I've known me a very long time. We can talk yeah. about all her careers. It's been quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah, but it's all good. Let's it's all good. It led you here, <laughs> really. Um, it, it all has, yes. yes. But, you know, it's. It's a different thing, you know, than than getting on that hamster wheel and saying, oh, my God, I have to figure this out. I have to figure this out. Okay, she's doing it th- like you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's doing this. Okay, mm-hmm. I should just do that. Oh, she made money doing that. I should figure that. I can do that. I'm smart enough to do that. Yes, you are smart enough to do whatever you want. That is not the point. Right. But when you get quiet mm-hmm. and you listen to that, you know, voice inside of you and all those things come together within you, it's very different. Very um, different. Yeah, so I was in real estate, and I was like – there's got to be something more. I'm not really good at this acting thing. I thought this was gonna be my thing. Yeah. And I realized that I, through a series of events, I realized that I wanted to have a talk show. And um, as I said, I had no qualifications or skills as to
0: how I would be able to <laughs> Shout make out that to happen. All those people yes. who are in random states, yep. random countries, who you know may not, you not, may not be in the epicenter of entertainment, yeah. right? And you don't have the background. But you can still make it happen, right? Oh,
1: yes, you can. Let's
0: talk about your big break. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that big moment.
1: So, basically, what happened was <laughs> I got a message. This was one of my other messages from God, where God yeah. was like, I think you should, you, you're supposed to have a talk show, like that mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I looked up, literally, and I was like, God, I think you gave this message to the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) I was genuinely confused Mm. for like the first like few weeks, maybe month or two. Yeah. um, Because I looked around and I was like, okay, Ellen and Oprah have talk shows. Mm -hmm. They have a bajillion dollars and a bajillion contacts. Yeah. I have, like one dollar and maybe like one contact. Like this is not. There's no comparison. They didn't
0: always, though. Yeah, they didn't
1: always. But that's what you compare yourself right. to. That's right. That's immediately
0: what you think. True. Immediately. And mm-hmm. they always
1: say, don't compare your, you know, step one with someone else's step ten. A hundred. Right. Or a hundred. Okay. Right. <laughs> and I, and but I was doing that. Anyway, so I, because again, I knew that this was a truth mm-hmm. that God was sharing with me, yeah. and it wasn't just a dream. Just to have a dream. It, there was a purpose behind it. I decided to be like, okay, fine. What? How am I supposed to make this happen? People were like, well, you could get a bunch of money and do a pilot on your own and like hire a production crew. And I was like, that sounds like an awful idea. That sounds like a waste of money. I don't know how to do any of the things that you just said. Right. But I decided, uh, like, just cut to the chase, I decided to start an online magazine. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do that either, to be clear. <laughs> but, but you I did was it. Like, but I did it. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? This is going to take less money than some of these other options. Yeah. And nobody really needs to give me permission to do it. That was really the biggest deciding factor, the money. And also nobody needs to give me permission. Because even with the pilot... I could do a pilot, but then yeah. I need somebody to, to buy say, it okay. and to yeah. say, okay, with a website, I can have a website, <laughs> have a website all day long. Yes. No one needs to tell me it's great, but no one needs to tell me. And someone I, will click on yeah, it. Yeah, someone, at least one, at least my mom will click on it, okay? <laughs> okay, and V's mom, she's my biggest supporter, okay? Yes, <laughs> she is valda. all of my friends' <laughs> she, biggest yeah, supporter. she's my biggest supporter. <laughs> so someone will click on it. So I decided to create an online magazine, and I had this vision that was like, okay, one day someone will see that
0: this is a show. I'm yeah. going to
1: have my videos on there, which shows what I look like on camera. If I were to ever have my own talk show. They
0: were so good. I'm going to meditate <laughs> on this.
1: I'm going to bring that back because of you. Yeah, I'm going to bring it back. I'm we'll so excited. <laughs> I
0: love meditate on this. And yeah, I think she should bring it back. And she's bringing it back. I'm going to bring it back. Thanks to be. So tune in. Stay, stay, tuned. stay tuned for that. <laughs>
1: But um, I used to, so I was like, OK, I'll do my videos and then I'll have contributors on there so people could see what the guests on my show would be like. Mm-hmm. And the content would be like, what are the segments that we're going to have on the show? So I just prayed on it. I remember I charged my credit card and I hired a graphic designer. Yes, and did. I was like, Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody is telling me this is the worst idea in the planet Earth. Yeah. And I just know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm going to do it. And yeah. And three years later. I mean, what happened? Cut to the lead, but whatever um, yeah. three years <laughs> later, uh, I got a talk show and yeah. I there was this South Asian television network called it was called Vrea Living and it switched to Z Living yeah and um, they emailed me directly and like the vice president of programming emailed me and he basically said, your website it was called Bella life Yes. Um, and it was th- he was like, your website Bella life is basically the exact premise of this talk show that we're creating called Naturally Beautiful. It's really strange how we've never heard of you before. Can you come audition for this show? And, wow, yeah, it changed my life. It changed my life.
0: So wow. I got my own show. Yeah. You got did. your own. And then you got your own show. I
1: did. We did 40 episodes um, in five weeks. It was like two and a half seasons. Yeah. And, um, you know, in entertainment, things changed. So after that, we got a new president of the network and things changed. But yeah, it, it those 40 episodes were life changing. Um, I did lots of production for the show. I, you know, had my friends on the show. Mm-hmm, I. Mm-hmm did all kinds of things and and it was it was a boot camp in a lot of ways because I had to do two episodes a day, 4 days a week and yeah. the fifth day was production planning day and like all this it was so intense yeah. and so amazing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um I love that because I know so many people that are listening Yeah. are you know people who are trying to do what you've done, right? And I think all of us are we're always trying to figure out okay, how did how do how can you reverse engineer Oprah, Mm -hmm. how can you reverse engineer Ellen? How can you reverse engineer Nitika Chopra, right? And I think God is such a big part of that because as we listen to your story, right, it's like from the beginning of your story, from the little girl, Nitika, 10-year-old little Nitika, right, I can see the thread, you know, all the way through. When you look in hindsight and reverse, mm-hmm. you can see how all of that contributed to this moment, to you creating this website about wellness and beauty and, you know, all of these mm-hmm. things, right? And that matching perfectly with what this network was doing, right? And God working behind the scenes and making sure that they saw you and connected with you and all. Like, God will take care of certain things. Yeah. But you have to ju- you have to step out on faith and mm-hmm. and do your part as well. Would yeah. you would you agree?
1: Yeah, I really agree with that. And I think, um, you know, there have been times in my career. It, well, the interesting thing about getting that show was mm-hmm. that it then catapulted me into this, like, beauty world. Yes. Which I am not a beauty person. <laughs> but I So I was like, I don't know how to teach people about beauty. Like, that yeah. was never my thing. Yeah. But it catapulted me into this whole beauty world because the show was called Naturally Beautiful. So mm-hmm. then I ended up on QVC. Yes. And I sold beauty products on QVC for a year, and it was great. But, you know, the interesting thing is that after that, and Mm -hmm. I think it's important to talk about this.
0: Let's talk about the after.
1: Yeah, after that, it got dark. (laughs) And
0: and this is a big part Mm -hmm. of being on this side of the camera that I think people do not talk about, right? Yeah, let's talk about it. Is you have really high highs. I mean, like, Mm. you are Oprah. It's like me, you, me and Oprah are eye level in this moment. Like, Hey girl, I might call you next week. Right. It's, it's like, it feels, it like, feels that. like
1: that. It's not quite like it's that. Not, but it I feels mean, like you that. You don't
0: exactly have her number, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. And then when things change, because change is inevitable. Right. Um, and you're in between gigs or it's in between your next big thing, it can get, very dark, and it can get very low because it was so high, you know, also. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, speak speak about that, please.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's super important to talk about, um, and there's no shame in it, you no. know, because I think every profession goes through that. It's yes. just – I think it's maybe more acceptable in some ways, or I think there's also – like some shame around like, oh, I chose this and I know it's hard. You yeah, know what I mean? So yeah. then when you try to talk to people who maybe don't understand the career you chose as much, at least yes. that's what I felt, yeah. that they were very quick to be like, well, this is a perfect opportunity for you to never do this again right. and
0: go do something Go get a corporate normal, job. Be, be like the rest of us, you know. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So for me, what happened was, you know, I did that QVC stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I was making good money and I was really – feeling like I was on the up and up, you know, and and I was in a lot of ways. And then 2016 to the end of 2017. So for a good two years, almost a year and a half, two years, first of all, the election happened, um, and that changed a lot for in the industry. For a lot of people. For a yeah, lot of people. For sure. For me personally, it was, you know, a lot of marketing budgets got cut. So mm-hmm. a lot of the, you know, influencer dinners and I get paid to go to this thing or sh- talk about this thing or whatever. Yes. Those marketing budgets really got affected because they were kind of the top layer that they could just easily cut off, right? Yeah, yeah. And they weren't seeing the ROI for just generally in those influencer conversations initially. Yeah. So that really changed. And then, see, in hindsight, I can say I know exactly what God was doing.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. But at the
1: time. It's, it's, it's it hard to see. It was so hard. Yeah. And I really things, I got a lot of no's during that time. And it was never a no that was critical. Like, no one was ever criticizing me. I yeah. was actually looking for that, to be honest with you. Because I was like, well, if you tell me I didn't do something right, then I can fix that. Right. You know? But it wasn't that. It's just like, you know, an actor who goes out on all the auditions. It's not that they're doing anything wrong. They're just not getting picked for whatever reason. Right. right? And so for a year and a half that was happening. And obviously that affected me financially, emotionally. Yeah. And I think that's where mental health, you know, having a strong foundation of mental health is so important. Yes. And going to therapy. And I know it's hard to do when you feel like you don't have enough money. But yeah. like finding those ways to get therapy, yeah. um, you know, on a, s- a sliding scale or, or whatever you have to do. And I was really in a low moment. Yeah. And then at the end of 2017, I had kind of spent the year... Letting my dream go in my mind. I had. Sp- I remember that. Yeah, I know yeah. it was a really depressing conversation. Usually, yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't. Yeah. I could not when I was in it. I did not understand what God was doing. Yeah, and I was like, I felt like He was very clear with me when I did my talk show and when I was doing everything. Yeah. And I can't. You're hear. on the path. I was on the path. Right. And I was like, I can't hear anything. Right. I still see this 10-year-in-the-future vision that I had for myself. yeah, But I couldn't see what was happening right then. I was yeah. like, this is not adding up. So I started to practice surrender. And I was like, what would it look like if I was wrong about what I'm supposed to be doing? What yeah. would it look like if if I am just supposed to join a company and, and do a marketing thing, which is great if that's what you want to do, but it was never what I had wanted to do. right? And all year, I, I... Just kind of put myself through this practice of let me try on different conversations throughout the year and see what lights me up the most. Like when I introduce myself to someone, let me say a new thing each time and say, oh, I do this or I'm interested in this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the year, I had been at a speaking engagement, and I started to talk about chronic illness. Mm. And it was the first time that I had ever really publicly, like, focused on it so yeah. much. I had always lightly brushed by it mm-hmm. and, you know, sprinkled it here and there mm-hmm. and whatever. And
0: shared your story, your and personal story. And shared my story, yeah. yeah.
1: But kind of as, like, a little bit of a, you know, one or two sentences, you know, that kind of thing. And I right. thought, okay, this is enough. And something in me just clicked again, Mm -hmm. right? And it was like, there is nothing I know more about than how to deal with your emotional health while you're dealing with a chronic illness. Yeah. There's nothing I know more about in this world. Yeah. And there's nothing I have more empathy for in -hmm. this world than someone who is dealing with their body and in that way. And that basically led me to all of these little tiny decisions and little tiny moments of saying okay I'm going to start talking about this more I'm maybe going to post one post about it and see what happens and then the post that I posted got so much response that I decided to start a small free Instagram group and I said let me let me see what that happened you know just kind of taking the pressure off that this has to be my everything Mm -hmm. and this has to be you know tied up in a neat bow right Right. now i'm just gonna perform and and, or not perform play around with it and see what happens and then all of a sudden i started to get all of these yeses Mm. and all of the yeses were connected to chronic illness like i got a huge deal with dove literally the same month that i had started talking about this, and I hadn't got a deal in a long time. Yeah. Okay, let's be clear. Wow. It was very barren, okay? Yeah. I was like, this is not this is not happening. It's very much in a drought. Yeah. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of God, really, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got this huge deal, and it was for Dove's new psoriasis line.
0: Wow.
1: And I was wow. like, wait, <laughs> what? Like, huh? Like, this thing that I've had for now, like, 25, 28 years, whatever it was at the time, Now you're you're actually wanting me to talk. It was just so profound. So now I can see for anyone listening like, okay, that time that was so dark and so hard, it felt like it was never going to end. But it I got so sad and so to my knees on it. Yeah. That I got to a place where I was like, what do I have to lose? I'm going to talk about the thing that scares me so much to talk about Mm, in this way mm -hmm. that makes me feel more vulnerable than anything in my life makes me feel that makes me feel more exposed you know all of that and I'm just gonna do it what do I have to lose I'm already (laughs) like at the bottom of what I thought I was gonna be at you know so let me just try it and then God was just like thank you for for going for it for listening to me and really rewarded me for that, that's um, amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so it's it's important to remember that in dark times. I feel like. And I
0: think um, something you're saying too that's so important is like vulnerability in your work yeah. is so key. It's something that I'm learning now. I'm, I'm I'm still trying to incorporate more vulnerability in my work, right? Yeah. Which this podcast is is vulnerability for me, right? Yeah. But I think being your authentic self. Is so important. And that's honestly, that's really what you're saying. It was your honest, the, being the honest Nitika Chopra, showing up fully as you are with your entire background, history, everything, showing up as that person in your work is when God said, boom, now we can go forward. Yeah. And so even in the dark moments, right, you're not off the path. It, can, it may mm-hmm. feel like, you're off yeah. the path, but but you're still on the path. One thing I always say, and, and I hear also in your story, is I always say, God is my GPS, right? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's what was happening there, too, is God was redirecting you to what... Because we may have an idea, and speak mm-hmm. to this, right? We may have an idea about oh, what yeah. our purpose is or what it's around kind of thing, but we've got to work our way towards that purpose, and we may have, you know, many purposes, so I guess talk about that a little bit, right? Yeah. I feel like God was redirecting you yeah. to what your true purpose. Mm-hmm. You you were in the neighborhood, but God was directing you to the specific house downstairs in the basement, to the room on the right. He was like, you know, let me let me take you where you really need to go.
1: Yes. Talk about that. No, but so I love the way you say that. Um, yeah, that was actually the whole point of me bringing that up. I forgot to mention. What
0: it. What? what is that?
1: Which is what you just asked me. You know, yeah. like. That whole time that I was doing the talk show and then the QVC thing, if I had just gotten another QVC deal, which Mm -hmm. I was trying for, you know, I had a really great experience on QVC. I kept auditioning. The brand just ended up leaving leaving the network so it yeah. wasn't a thing about me they right? loved you they, lo- they loved me. Um, love they love me no but but you know <laughs> it was it was a good relationship I left in a good in a good place yeah so I kept trying to get back on there and I kept trying to you know get another like the dove deal that I ended up getting like I would have loved oh my God please throw just me give, a me dove one. give me another deal give me another one throw me this deal whatever and I would the bottom line is I would not have listened. If God had put me back on QVC or God had put me in another deal that got me through financially, yeah. I would not have listened. You would have
0: stayed on the path you were on.
1: Totally. And yeah. I would not have had a reason to just unleash the truth. Yeah. And it was so humbling Yeah, that, you know, that's exactly what it made me do. It made me say, all that other stuff really does not – matter mm-hmm. the only thing that matters is am i helping somebody with what i'm creating that's really mm. all that matters and i i need to be sure that i'm also nourished in the process right yes but the end result for me is like who am i helping with this content yeah even when i'm posting on instagram and stuff which can be such a vapid you know hole <laughs> um I'm sorry but it's true it can, it can. It can be yeah. You know, I really try. I mean, some people are like, oh, you have to post this much, you have to do this many times, you have to make sure. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm trying to post and this does not feel great. Right. And I'm just posting this picture because I think I look cute in this picture. And, you know, I just want to be, I just want to look pretty. (laughs) And I'm just like, you know, this is not inspiring. Like, why am I posting this? Right. Like, this is a waste of energy for me and it's a waste of space that I'm taking up with this other person. So Mm. I really stop myself now. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I I still post. I still, you know, it's not like I post pictures of me looking busted, but. (laughs) (laughs) But is there a purpose behind right. it? What am I giving with this post?
0: Oh you know? yeah, that's so important. I love it's that. It's huge. Yeah.
1: And even like, you know, with with going to that darker place, I ended up, I mean, I ended up creating my podcast from that
0: place, mm-hmm. the point of pain. The point of pain. Cuz it was so like good.
1: so obvious to me that there was there everybody goes through pain in their lifetime, yep. but not everybody wants to deal with it or yep. wants to face it head on. So there was a lot of things that came out of it that were so powerful. But yeah, at the time, I was like, I mean, I was calling you a lot and I was she was definitely we like, were praying a lot. We need to get Pastor <laughs> B on this. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. It was torturous. It was really hard. I couldn't I couldn't see, you know, yeah. I couldn't see clearly yeah. in those moments. Which is really hard for me because as you can hear from the moment I was a little girl, I, I've always used God as my GPS and always said, okay, like, am I going in the right direction?
0: I'd love to know, like, what do you think about purpose? Do you think that everyone has a purpose or a calling on their life?
1: You know, the short answer is yes, I do. I really believe that that everybody does. So how can I find that purpose, you know, sitting next to someone on a plane or, you know, doing something small and simple. Yeah. I have to be able to find that purpose in my life without needing everyone to see it. Mm. You know, that's really important, I think.
0: Gotcha. Without everyone needing to, everyone seeing it, recognizing and saying, oh, she's in her purpose. Like, yeah. she, ah, because
1: that's interesting. That speaks to a lot of the highs and lows that you've mentioned, you Yeah, know? Um, yeah. I think when I first started my career with Bella Life, I was really addicted to validation. Yes. And I didn't know I was because I never felt maliciously about anything or I was never trying to be ego filled or driven. Right. But when I look back, I noticed that like there's this one time I got uh accepted as a contributor to the huffington post Mm -hmm. at that time Mm -hmm. it was like a huge deal huge still is at the time though it was like at the peak or whatever all my friends were getting accepted and i hadn't gotten accepted as a contributor yet yeah so i was like on the hunt to try to make it happen for like a couple of months yeah and i finally got it and it was like i was on cloud 59 i was just so happy and so proud and oh my god i've made it (laughs) this is it you know I mean, it's funny Shout out now, to Cloud59. Yeah, Cloud59. I'm not it's sure what that thing, is. But yeah, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I was really happy. Yes. And then, like, literally mm. five minutes later, I look at Facebook, was was bigger than I don't think Instagram was even out then. This was like 10, ten years ago. Okay. It was. Yeah, so it was Facebook. Yeah. I looked at my Facebook and I had posted a video, like one of probably my Meditate on This videos or something like that. Yeah. And I had like one like or something. I had like no one had engaged with it. I was on cloud negative 59. (laughs) Okay. Let me tell you, in the span of five minutes. Yeah. And that is a disease. Mm. That is a sickness. That is perpetuated by a lot of messages that we're getting from our media, from social media, Mm. from our industries. You know, it is not, it's not who I want to be. Yeah. For my own self. Yeah. Right? It's not about judging. It's that this is not sustainable.
0: It's not healthy.
1: It's not healthy for yeah. me. No.
0: I don't think it's healthy for anyone. I think you're bringing up something so important. As an actor, yeah, it's very much it's like, oh, my last TV appearance, the last show I did, my last big yeah. commercial. Oh and I'm now, now I'm on a commercial, you know, a national commercial and it was on the the Super Bowl and you know whatever kind of thing and then when it goes off it's like okay, where's the next thing? on to the next thing. Yeah. And it is it's 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 not sustainable mm-hmm. and it's not healthy.
1: It's really not and it also it kind of to me takes God out of the equation mm. in a lot of ways, yeah. you know, because you're not really thinking about what God wants for your life and how God yeah. is guiding your life. You're mm-hmm. just thinking about the give and take of that one moment. The next thing. You know, and, and when's the next thing. And yeah. I think that's become like a spiritual
0: practice for me. And I'm not, I haven't perfected it. You know, yeah. I'm not saying I have at all. And I think also when you're a step, when you step out and cre- and create one of these sorts of careers, yeah. right? Whether it be being a talk show host, an actor, a journalist, whatever it is, kind yeah. of those kinds of careers. And you know, there are probably parents, friends who are always oh God, questioning totally. your career, right? They're always like, well, what is she doing exactly? She's an actor or she's okay. Yeah. Until they, the moment they see you on oh, TV, yeah. right? And so then all of a sudden it becomes, oh, well, you know, she's an actor. She, she just did such and such show, you yeah, know. Yep. And so there's that part of it, too. Yeah. So, I, you know, you, you can understand mm-hmm. because it is, it's the validation of your entire choice, mm-hmm. right? All of a sudden, people are okay with and proud of what you're doing. Yep. Whereas before, it was like, we don't know what she's doing <laughs> kind of thing, you know. Yeah, and that's real. Tough.
1: But I think that's when, you know, the muscle of knowing who you are, And knowing yourself well enough Mm -hmm. makes all the difference. And it's good. And it really
0: goes back to knowing that you are enough. Right. Showing up in the room. I, me, as Ravel Davis, yeah. not announcing any of the accolades yeah. or many things that I've accomplished this year or in my life. I am enough yeah. just being here yeah. as Ravel Davis yeah. because, you know, I am a child of God. I
1: was just going to say that. Yes. I'm like, just a child of God. We're a child of God. End of story. Right? End I am sentence.
0: loved by the Lord. That That's who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's
1: absolutely. It's so beautiful. It's yeah, so yeah. beautiful. And then you also can go into the room and remember that about other people,
0: too. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about... What is Chronicon?
1: Well, Chronicon, as you've heard my story, you know, this whole thing, it's really... It's a conference for people who are living with a chronic illness. Yes. And um, it... You know, the National Health Council says a chronic illness is anything that has persistent symptoms for three months or more.
0: Okay. So that is... Three months or more? Oh, girl, it's a lot
1: of things. It's all... It's any condition that has, you know, symptoms for three months or longer. So it's been... It's been a really interesting part of my own journey to understand that so many people in this country alone, just thinking of yeah. this country, of course across the globe, but yeah. just in this country have a chronic illness, but we all feel incredibly alone. Mm. And that was really the connecting factor for me. So the National Health Council says there's 133 million people in 2019 that have a chronic illness wow. in this country. Mm. So. I, You know, when I was going through all of this Mm -hmm. as a kid, I was completely alone in it. And I I had a very supportive family, Mm -hmm. right? So that's to also mention, like, it's not because my family was, like, horrible or something and they didn't care. It was because if you're not me, you're not going through it. In 2017, when God kind of, you know, smacked me into (laughs) realization with Mm -hmm. all of the no's he was giving me. Yep. I was like, okay, this is who I want to be talking to. I realized that I thought I was the only one for so long that had a chronic condition. Yeah. I thought, and I have women in my family who have chronic illnesses, but still does not, d- I feel completely alone in it. Wow. And every time I met someone, they would say the same thing. Yeah. I feel so alone. No one understands. Even if I think maybe they understand, even the, s- the nicest person, it's just not the same. Yeah. And so I really wanted to bring us together. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to show that, you know, the other thing I was noticing as I was starting to look into this was that when I did see people talking about chronic illness, it was very devastating, depressing, yeah. all about debilitation, yeah. you know, and really about how this condition has ruled their lives. Yeah. Now, as you can hear, my conditions ruled my life for a long time. I don't discount that that's true. Yeah. But I'm also a hundred other things. Yes. You know, and there are people out there, and especially like the, I've met a lot of women specifically, but we're interested in talking to men and, you know, non binary individuals as well, mm-hmm. like that don't, that are doing so many things. There, mm-hmm. there are mothers, there's mm-hmm. like women who are getting their PhDs, there's yes. men who are, you know, doctors. I mean, so many things. Yeah. And then they also happen to have a chronic illness, right. you know? So I was like, where is that person? like why is no one talking to that person? Yes. Who is fabulous, yes. you know, and awesome and thriving and killing it and has hard days and you know, deals with their health, but there are a lot of other things as well. So yeah. anyway, so that's how Chronicon was started.
0: Oh my gosh. And it was all of that. <laughs> so I went to Chronicon. You
1: did. And you I was so supportive.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I cried the whole time. You if, did. That, if that if that's support, I cried through the entire day.
1: It meant a lot to me that <laughs> you were crying. I was like, okay, V's still crying. Okay, great, I'm you're like, still doing and, a good and job. And to see
0: me cry is, you know, So I feel like it's a rare moment. We're t- I, I want to cry more in 2020. Let's let's. Okay, I can l- make that happen, to me. Okay, <laughs> forget that. Anyway, back to Chronicon. Um, yeah. I just love that I got to witness so many people, like what you're describing, right? Who are, I mean, and you are that to me, right? Mm-hmm. You're like a walking embodiment of this woman who has a chronic illness, but it's so fabulous. Her hair is amazing. She's dressed beautifully. Her makeup is, fat, like, her career is everything, you know? And so I already had that representation somewhat, which mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't have that representation, yeah. right? And then getting to see that, in so many different forms i mean you know people in wheelchairs or you know on their crutches honey hair is laid lipstick is popping like i'm like i know that's right sis you know like it was so empowering and inspiring there were just it was just great and people's vulnerability
1: yeah i feel that so deeply and i think you know that even when you're following your exact purpose and your exact path, like yeah. God is still going to be grooming you that whole way, you know, and that doesn't mean that it's bad. right? And I think that's been a huge lesson for me, you know, to remember that in these moments where it's kind of like there, there isn't this huge high, high, you know, it's like, that isn't bad. You know, God wants it's you to bad. rest. Mm-hmm. God wants you to take a little bit of time he wants you to feel the quiet sometimes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, because that makes us reflect.
0: Are you ready for the God questions? Oh, I didn't know there were God questions. What is your definition of God?
1: To me, God is just a loving, powerful force.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that's good. You can't beat that. There's, it's a Bible verse. God is love. Oh, great. Amen. <laughs> you can't beat like, 100%. Um, where is God? Ugh. Oh.
1: God is everywhere. God is above us. He is within us. He is watching over us. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, God. And he's in every living being. You yes. know, animals, people, even the people that
0: drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. He's in there. Mm-hmm.
1: I swear he is. Yep. Um, so, yeah, God is within all of us and around all of us.
0: Agreed. I love that. Um, speak to spirituality versus religion. Oh, wow, V. Listen, okay. <laughs> I sent you this in an email. Oh, so. I did not see the questions
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the email. I was like, it's V. I'm going to be fine. Um, okay. No, I mean, deep I, I couldn't just say, you know, what I believe. Obviously, yes. whatever you believe is is fine for you. But yeah. for for me, I believe religion feels like a little bit more. It, it can have two buckets for me. One is I think people really appreciate um, rules and yes. structure. Yes. And I think religion can be really powerful mm-hmm. for people who need that structure. I think there was a lot of times in my life where I needed a little bit more structure with my religion, with my relationship with God. Okay. Because I was young and I didn't totally understand, and I needed like a couple Bible verses or, you know, a couple visits to the temple or whatever to say, okay, this is what godly looks like this is what it doesn't look like you know and kind of understand that yeah um but I think for some people religion is a bit more dogmatic and it becomes this place where they get to be right and others get to be wrong right and I don't I don't believe that that's what religion needs to be at all and I don't believe that that's what it is for everybody um and spirituality i mean i consider myself more of a spiritual person than a religious person as i've said i was born a hindu but i didn't really grow up in a home where we were taught a ton about my religion to me it's just knowing god within me and within others but not necessarily following like one specific rule book about it it's more being connected to the feeling but not necessarily a text around it
0: that's what it is for me gotcha Thank you. Um
1: Oof, got through that
0: one. Nah, you did. You <laughs> we'll did. See. we'll see if there
1: are any hate comments on them.
0: Oh, <laughs> there will be no hate <laughs> comments. Okay, great. On the God is my agent podcast. Let's be clear. Okay. Um <laughs> Are you pro Kanye Church or not?
1: Nah? Oh no. <laughs> <gasps> I mean, to be fair, I don't know a lot about it. Okay. I don't know a lot I don't know about if it's a it.
0: church really, but I'm just
1: I just think that calling it that. Kanye I think he does need God in his yes, life. Yes. I really do think he does
0: need God in his life. Amen. And he I clearly knows that now.
1: Yes, but I don't, and I don't know his full life story and, right. and you know the sequence of his life. But it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. It feels the, the analogy that came in my head is as if someone went to get surgery. Yeah. And then they started doing surgery on people immediately <laughs> after
0: <laughs> that's a good analogy right? actually you see why I'm laughing to yes face?
1: because I'm like I get it yeah like, it's like you y- got you some surgery and it changed it one your time, life okay you know, and maybe his one time is a year or five years he went to church or whatever but yeah. I'm like that does not make you a doctor, right? Right. Let's be clear. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't appreciate that so much. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a sacredness. I agree. To teaching. And I also really believe I mean, I come from the wellness industry where there's a lot of ridiculous, idiotic things that are happening in that industry that I do not approve of. Yeah. And there's a lot of people putting themselves on pedestals and using that to manipulate people in pain. Yeah. And so I think that's the part I have a really hard time with. I don't, again, I keep saying, I don't know. Right. But it feels from afar, like there, there's a potential that someone could go there looking at him like a guru or a messiah yeah. or yeah. the great, yeah. you know, and that he has a lot of power in yes, that. Yes, he does. And I'm not sure that I think Kanye is the healthiest person to have that much power yeah. right now. That's really what it comes down to for me.
0: Very valid points. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what happens when we die? Ooh. Girl, I told you they're the God questions.
1: (laughs) Okay, I should have read the email. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no. I mean, again, from the Hindu religion, we say people are uh, reincarnated. Mm. And, you know, that just basically means my body, you know, and my soul. My body is left in this lifetime and my soul goes on and it lives another lifetime. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what, you know, entity it could take or whatever, what shape it could take. I do believe that in some way, like I have a lot of relationships with people uh, that I feel and I I feel this way with you too. It's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I've known this person before, Mm. you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't always know how or why, but I'm just like, oh, like we, we've always been family and it wasn't just in this lifetime. Yeah. yeah, You know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's as far as I've gotten Mm -hmm. with like really thinking about it. Yeah. Um, because then there's just this very human part of me that's like when, you know, my grandfather passed away or if people, you know, that I'm close to passes away, I don't know that I'm so transformed spiritually that I can think of them as, like, reincarnating. I feel like I just really focus on the loss of the person. Right. You know, yeah. so it's a little bit of both, but I do ultimately, yeah. I think, believe in the reincarnation. I think I just haven't really... Been able to fully embrace it, I guess, because it's still like there's a lot of confusing components to it, I feel.
0: I agree. I hear you. you. Know what I, mean? I hear you for sure. What is the lesson that has taken you the longest to learn? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely about boys. Well, listen, <laughs> v
1: Me too. me too much about that. <laughs> it's definitely about boys specifically, mm. not men, boys. Mm. Um, Preach yeah. preacher. I think (laughs) – oh, it's getting hot in here. Um, No, I think that – I don't know how I would say it, but I guess I could talk it out and, you know, wrap it up in a bow somehow. But I would say there was this part of me for a really long time that needed other people to complete me. Mm. That's really what it was. You know, I really needed – that boy to call me back or want to date me or want to validate me. Mm. You know, I really, really, really needed that. And it wasn't like one layer deep. It was like 50 layers deep. It was Mm. really deep for me. And, Mm. you know, I had a really challenging relationship with my dad growing up and then combining that with my health stuff. I just really didn't feel centered in myself. I didn't feel like I knew what I was worth. You know, mm. and people can tell you you're so this or so that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But you really got to know it yeah. for yourself. You got to know. You, you got to embody it. And um, yeah, it's just got to be, you know, people talk about I and mean, I talk about self-love all the time. But you don't really know what it is until you experience it, until you feel it. Mm-hmm. You got to do that for yourself. So Amen. I think um, that was the lesson. I just learned that like last year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I learned that last year I stopped dating Um and I really just started to love myself as like an active thing in my life. Mm. Um, and not as a, you know, tool that I pick up when I'm in pain, but like as a way of life. Um And I pick it up when I'm in pain, too. But it's it's not the last resort, I right. guess is what I'm trying to say. It's it a lifestyle. Me, it's part of your,
0: your life. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it took me like three decades to learn that one.
0: So. I think that's one of those things you're, you'll always be learning, though, I right? I think so, too, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Definitely still learning that one, too. Yeah. You ready for the last God question? Oh, okay. So I say God is my agent. Fill in the blank. God is your what? Best friend. Oh <laughs> BFF. Yeah,
1: really. I'm actually, what I really say is God is my boyfriend, <laughs> Amen. I like that. Usually, what I say because I'm like, he goes to sleep with me at night. We're talking as soon as I wake up in the morning. He's he's, there with everything I do. That's how I talk to God. I'm usually. (laughs) That's my. I love that. That's my practice. Is that when I lie in bed at night? I used to have a lot of anxiety before going to sleep. Like I just actually I learned it was like cortisol in my body was making that happen. But I've Mm. worked on that since then. But. But I used to just get anxious and like hyper before going to sleep, which is the exact opposite of what you're (laughs) supposed to be feeling. To go to sleep, yeah. Right. And so I just got in this habit of like talking out loud Mm -hmm. and saying like, hi, God okay, well, I'm really happy that this happened today. And thank you for making this happen. Yeah. And like, that was really nice. And you know, oh, that didn't really feel that good. Can you help me feel better about this thing? And, you know, just yeah. talk it out with yeah, God. Yeah. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm just like, hi, God. Thank you for waking me up today. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have, people ask me all the time, how do you pray? And yeah. all it's like, that's prayer. It that is 100% prayer. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, Pastor V level prayer all the time.
0: Okay, so, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty
1: phenomenal. <laughs> oh thanks. Yeah.
0: Um, and yeah. it doesn't have to be like, you know, yeah. sitting in Indian style, yeah. meditating. Exactly, on a mountaintop. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be no. all that. Yeah, no,
1: it doesn't at all.
0: Yeah. God's your boyfriend. Yeah, he really
1: is my boyfriend. <laughs> huh?
0: God, I mean, <laughs> I'm single, what's up? <laughs> no. Oh, my God, I love that answer. Yeah. So cute Um, and so good. Nitika. Vow. it's we're done thank you so much i mean clearly we could go on and on and on and on but you know the studio needs to close online. you know <laughs> yes. um the sound engineer needs to go home shout out to you natalie um thank you to samsung for this amazing studio space and thank you nitika chopra for being on god is my agent the podcast thank you so much for having me